Insurance companies say they won't pay. I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. WFDF Farmington Hills, Detroit, 910 AM Superstation, a division of Adele Media. Who else but 910 AM can give you this much excitement? I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. We are on car radio, full swing here on Saturday. Well, I just had a stream coming through here talking about cool cars, classic cars, hot rods, muscle cars. We've got a great lineup for you today. Best car radio show in all of Michigan. Catch it all right here on 910 AM Superstation. The views and opinions expressed on any program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 910 AM Superstation. Station or Adele Media. All right, welcome into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you on the program. For the next two hours for the best car radio program in all of Michigan. I hope you're having a wonderful Saturday, a little chilly out there in this uh, February Detroit day, but as always, uh, it's a big country and uh, it's all, the sun is always shining somewhere. Uh, we got a great show for you today, and uh, I was just down in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, uh, driving around in autonomous vehicles down there, and uh, we'll be—I'll uh, be uh, telling you all about that experience, uh, along with a fellow rider down there in the Tempe, Arizona area. Uh, this is also the first weekend for the IndyCar series. Uh, they are down in St. Petersburg, Florida, also a sunny environment. Um, getting ready today for. Their big race tomorrow, we'll be talking to Stephen Cole Smith about the prospects for the coming IndyCar season. Uh, also talking more autonomy with uh, Dirk. Uh, Dirk Automotive uh, does a lot of supply support for the autonomous industry. We'll be talking uh, to Jamie Sullivan over there. Uh, and uh, next weekend, Autorama is back. We've missed it for a couple of years uh, due to the pandemic. But Autorama is going to be roaring back into uh, now TCF Center, uh, formerly Cobo Hall. Uh, so we'll be talking to some uh, some friends at Autorama in the second hour about what to expect there uh, next weekend. But um, as always, uh, you can find us um, 
You can find us uh, here live at 9, 10 a.m. Uh, our Facebook Live uh, page is down at the moment, but if you miss the program today, of course, you can always uh, get it at uh, your favorite podcast uh, channel next week, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, et cetera. So uh, lots of ways to find Car Radio, and if you want to join the conversation, give us a call here at 313 778 7,600. We want to uh, kick off the program uh, today talking about Waymo. Waymo is the only autonomous car maker that is actually on the streets right now, uh, and you can uh, download their app and uh, ride them. It's a 50-square-mile area in uh, the Tempe area of Arizona. Lots of autonomous uh, companies out there. Uh, working on this technology, uh, uh, GM's Cruise is in San Francisco. Waymo is also there. You have Aurora in Pittsburgh, Ford's down in Miami. So a lot of experimentation going on all over the uh, country uh, trying to bring this technology to fruition. But Waymo is the first available to the public 24-7. And I was down in Phoenix this week for three days riding around in uh, Waymo Chrysler Pacifica's fascinating experience. And I'm joined on the line with Sophia Lavash, who is a Tempe resident, who also takes advantage of this service. Sophia, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great to have you on the program. And uh, I gather from the Waymo folks, you use this service quite a bit. Yes, me and my entire family um, love to use the Waymo service. So, uh, Sophia, you're in Chandler, you're in Tempe. I think that's three communities that are serviced down there, Tempe, Chandler, and Mesa. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so uh, so uh, tell us about it. How do you, uh, how do you use uh, Waymo's autonomous service? Yeah, uh, so we have a family of five, and we only have one vehicle. Um, and between the different ages of the kids and the jobs and the different, you know, priorities, uh, that's really hard to get around with one vehicle. So we use Waymo for everything, from grocery shopping to restaurant trips to dropping off the kids at their jobs or at soccer practice. Um, and it just makes life a lot more convenient for us. Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, obviously... Uh, you have other rideshare services in the area. Uh, I was when I was down there last week. Uh, I was uh, staying up in Phoenix, so I I took a lift down to uh, Tempe in order to uh, ride around uh, that 50 square mile area. But uh, you obviously have those services at your disposal too. Why Why do you guys prefer Waymo One to say Lyft or Uber? Um, personally, as an introvert, <laughs> I really enjoy the, the the rides without having to speak to someone, a stranger, um, and try to carry on a very superficial uh, conversation. I also enjoy the safety features of Waymo. It doesn't have too many emotions, but it brings with it to its driving. So you can pretty much count on it being consistent with following the the rules of the road. Yeah, that's a, that's a really important point, I think, uh, Sophia. As I, I talked with uh, uh, buddies of mine, you know, after I came back, I, I took um, 
I took four rides uh, around the area there uh, over the course of three days, and um, and they were they were they're they're a little bit freaked out, you know, the idea of being in the back seat of a car with the steering wheel spinning around. But the but the goal, obviously, of autonomous driving is is safety. Um, uh, the idea that this, the, you know, you're not subject to the whims of a human driver, uh, that this is technology uh, with a LIDAR on top of the vehicle. It's always awake, always sweeping the area, always aware of pedestrians and other vehicles. So the goal is to be safer, and, and it sounds like um, you, you feel it's a safer way to travel. Oh, absolutely. It's, um, you know, when we're, humans have a lot of distractions, or even myself, <laughs> um, anything can distract us from the road or we're just having a bad day or road rage, whatever it may be, the Waymo just doesn't have any of that. The, um, the, the experience is interesting. I've been in a lot of autonomous cars, so obviously part of it, is uh, just getting comfortable with the environment. Uh, how long did it uh, was it till uh, you and your family kind of felt comfortable? Uh, would you say in the in the Waymo One? Um, we I've, we've been taking the Waymo service since 2018. Um, mm-hmm. So when it was finally available, fully autonomous, you know, I took it in April of 2000, oh, uh, 2021. And my first ride, it was a little bit weird not having anybody in the front. But uh, I turned on my camera and recorded the experience. <laughs> and um, since then, I, I'm, we're completely comfortable. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, so you, uh, and that's the same with me. I, I, the first autonomous vehicle I drove was way back in 2014 up at uh, Google headquarters. This is before. They spun off the subsidiary Waymo, and, and I went to Google and uh, drove around in uh, the Silicon Valley area, and there were two drivers in front of me. <laughs> Even though the, the car, it was a Lexus at the time, was self-driving, you had those technicians. So, yeah, you, you had that experience, too, where your initial rides in Waymo were with a technician aboard. Yes, correct. And you know, I didn't even believe that the car was driving itself. I looked. I had to look for evidence that you know their foot wasn't on the pedal, or because sometimes they rest their hands on the actual wheel. Um, but it was very evident that they were not driving the car. Yeah. Um, have you ever had any incidents while you've been aboard uh, the Waymo? Um, back in 2018, we had a bird fly in, in front of the car, and the car reacted to it very abruptly. So that was a little concerning. Um, but since then, you could kind of feel the evolution of the car and how it's developing its personality, and um, it's much more smoother rides. The the only incident worth mentioning, I would say, is um, the other day, an emergency vehicle had passed us. The car pulled over to the right like it's supposed to. And when it started to drive again, the other cars that had pulled over to the right didn't see us coming, and it, it felt like we were going to hit the car, um, but we didn't. <laughs> um, but I would say that was, like, the most interesting, worthy uh, experience that I've had in the Waymo out of all of my trips, and I've had, like, over 70 trips. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I frankly find those situations some of the most dangerous on the road. When you get an emergency vehicle coming through, 
some people pull over and slow down. Other people will stop. Um, sometimes people will stop on the other side of the road. It's yeah, it's really unpredictable uh, to know what human drivers are going to do. So yeah, that's that's fascinating that you had that experience with the Waymo. So um, I, I tried to take uh, uh, typical rides as I suspect uh, folks would use Waymo when I was down there. Went to uh, the Walmart grocery. I got picked up at a public uh, a library and. Um, my experience, Sophia, uh, was that the vehicle would not come right to me the way a Lyft or an Uber would. It would tell me on the app, I'm going to come pick you up, uh, say, at this public library, and this is the spot where I will pick you up. Uh, and then so you, you actually, in some cases, have to walk uh, two or three minutes in order to pick up the car. Has that been your experience? Yes, and I've been trying to figure out what causes that. I mean, I understand that sometimes there's areas that doesn't want to pick you up, but um, when you're at the exact spot where it says it will pick you up, sometimes the car doesn't uh, drive all the way there. It may stop behind you or even pass you. <laughs> I don't know what causes that. Yeah, yeah, it, it seems like it's just trying to be out of the way of any intersection or any place where it might be misinterpreted. Because uh, generally, yeah, that's what I find is that it likes to stop in places where uh, there's very little activity. So uh, for, our, uh, for our listeners, uh, describe what it's like to, uh, to, get, into a, uh, to get into a Waymo. Yeah, it's, um, I, I liken it to being inside of the a belly of the robot, of a robot, because that's what it feels like. Um, since there's no one to, to talk to you and it's literally a machine, you know, you're, you're just in your car by yourself and you can't sit in the front seats, in the driver's seat or the passenger side. So you're just in the middle of the car and um, and it's just a machine that is driving you. And, and you hear everything. You hear the turn signal. You hear sometimes the brake, the pedals. Um, and you And it feels like you're in a car. Just with no one to talk to you and um, and just a machine humming. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I found uh, comforting was they there's there's a camera in the middle of the uh, Waymo uh, up on the ceiling that's clearly watching you. So, uh, for example, uh, a, a a technician uh, broke in during one of the rides I took and said, "Hey." Uh, Henry, is your seatbelt on? It's the your your the seatbelt's the same color as your shirt. I, I can't really tell, and I confirmed the seatbelt was on. But if there's any sort of problem, there's also a button there, a, a help button that you can press and you can ask an agent a question. Or if you're if you if you need to just stop and get out, there's another button to do that. Have you ever taken advantage of those features? Yes, and the same thing happened to me with the seatbelt. I was it was camouflaged into my my top, so <laughs> a voice came through the speaker to make sure I was okay. Um, but yes, I um, I go live on TikTok quite a bit, and um, people wanted to know what happens if you press the pullover button. So I pressed it, um, and the car drives until it can find a safe area to pull over. It pulled into a neighborhood. And someone came through the speaker to make sure that everything was okay. I admitted to them that I had never pressed that button before, and I really wanted to understand what it was for and what the car would do. So they were totally, completely okay with the experiment. 
Um, and then when you're ready to start the ride again, you just press start ride. Oh, that's fascinating. So it won't go away. It'll it'll wait for you if you need to uh, jump out of the car. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. And and my my ride, um, I, I found the price was very competitive uh, to to lift. I took a similar ride. It was ten dollars, and the lift was fourteen. Have you found the price is right? Yeah, I used to be very soft when people would ask, you know, how how does the price compare? And I would say, well, you know, sometimes it's a little bit cheaper, but actually it is significantly more um, affordable during certain times of the day compared to Lyft and Uber. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's important. Obviously, they got to be competitive. Otherwise, I tell people, you know, it's just like taking a Lyft. You download the app, you call the car. The only difference is there's no driver there. <laughs> Uh, so, Thea, I really appreciate uh, your time today, and uh, uh, maybe I'll see you driving around a Waymo in Tempe sometime. Thank you for having me. All right. Um, I, I, and I encourage folks, if you're in the Phoenix area, uh, go down to Tempe, download the app. It only works in this 50-square-mile area. And uh, once you're in that 50-square-mile area, you can order a Waymo Chrysler Pacifica. Uh, they use the plug-in version, um, and uh, and you can go anywhere in those 50 square miles. It's a fascinating experience. We're going to take a break here, hear from our advertisers. And on the other side, we'll be talking IndyCar with Stephen Cole-Smith. The following message has been brought to you by the doctors of Horsley Foot and Ankle. Thick, dark fungus nails? We treat that. Those hideous bunions and hammer tongs? We treat that. What about those thick corns and calluses? We treat that, too. I suffer from foot pain and heel pain. We treat that. Even falls, breaks, and sprains? We most definitely treat that. Let the board-certified podiatrist of Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons treat all your foot and ankle needs. Call us today at 248-559-5200. That's 248-559-5200. Horsey Foot and Ankle is Metro Detroit's premier foot and ankle specialist. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200. Diabetic feet? We treat that. Painful legs and cramps? We treat that. Numbness and tingling? We treat that too. Horsey Foot and Ankle treats it all. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200. Log on to horsleyfoot.com for more info. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500, but they must air within 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. 
That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. And uh, the racing season is underway, hot and heavy. Uh, We had uh, the Daytona 24-hour, Rolex 24-hour at the end of January. Uh, Last week, the Daytona 500 boys were out there uh, racing. Uh, Wild race, as uh, the 500 always is. And uh, then this weekend, we are uh, debuting the IndyCar season, and they are racing down in St. Petersburg, Florida. We have our good friend uh, Stephen Cole-Smith joining us uh, this segment uh, to talk about all the developments down there, um, as well as... uh, as well as uh, uh, the uh, Daytona 500. So uh, uh, Jalen, talking to my producer here, uh, Steve says he's there at his uh, cell, at his cell phone, so he should be able to pick up. Um, and uh, uh, you know, just a tremendous, um, a tremendous uh, end to the IndyCar season last year. And uh, so we're uh, really excited, uh, looking forward to uh, what's coming this year uh, with, um, uh, with with the uh, with the young talent on display. And, and one of those young men, Alex Pelot, uh left uh, uh, left a big impression last year, uh, uh, winning the uh, the title. Uh, and he's on the same team, I believe, with Scott Dixon, who was one of the most uh, 
accomplished IndyCar drivers out there and one of the oldest uh, IndyCar drivers in the field. So you can see, uh, uh, you know, what a, what a range there is of uh, race drivers as well as uh, uh, what a range of age. So it's really a fascinating time for that series, uh, in my opinion, uh, the base, best race series in, in the world, just because of the enormous uh, of the enormous um, uh, uh, challenge uh, that these drivers face, whether they have to race on a street course like St. Petersburg, road courses like Road America up in Wisconsin, or uh, oval tracks like uh, uh, the Indy 500. So, always looking forward to this season. Uh, we got uh, Steve Cole Smith on the line. Steve, how are you? How you doing, Henry? Yeah, I'm uh, doing good. Uh, you're in Florida today. Everything uh, nice and warm down there? Yeah, it's, uh, let's see, 82 degrees where I am right now. I'm on the way to Sebring for the Trans Am uh, kickoff. I was in St. Petersburg yesterday for IndyCar and uh, the MX-5 Cup and Indy Lights and F2000. They had just about everything there. And I'll be back over there tomorrow for the uh, IndyCar race. That's <laughs> great, great to uh, great to have all that stuff up and up and running. Uh, I can't wait to get back in a race car myself, but I'm going to have to wait until uh, the first of May. I'm going to Road Atlanta as my first race uh, this year, and actually I'll be racing um, with the F2000 boys. So they race with uh, all kinds of series. So, uh, Steve, before we get into the IndyCar stuff, i got to get your impression on the 500 uh, last weekend. What do you think? I thought it was a big success. Uh, there were a couple of problems. A couple of wheels got loose because those new aluminum wheels have to be indexed on, I think, six different points uh, on the wheel. And <laughs> excuse me, a couple of uh, teams didn't do that. But other than that, the car worked really well. I think it looked really good. I think with certain paint jobs like Joey Logano's number 22, uh, it was a, just a, a beautiful car. And the wheel well, uh, the turnouts, the flares look good with the bigger tires and wheels. I think the car is a big success. Uh, we'll find out more tomorrow at Auto Club Speedway out in California. That's considered the first real race of the year, where it's illustrative of what the rest of the season might be. But that could be interesting, too, because they put rosin down on the entire track, not just on a groove, but on the entire track. And I don't think they've ever done that before. So that should be an interesting race tomorrow, too. Yeah, and, and supposedly that's where this car really will shine. I mean, this, is, uh, this car is much more suited for road courses. Uh, yeah, Fontana, uh, Fontana's uh, notoriously bumpy anyway, but... Uh, you know, with a with a proper independent rear suspension and all that, with this chassis, I would expect it would uh, it would do do better out there. Well, you think so, Henry? But from what I was talking to the guys at Daytona, the car was tightened down to the point where about the only spring was in the tires. They uh, had it just absolutely as low as they could possibly get it. They shouldn't have to do that at Fontana. Plus, they've ground down some of the rear straightaway uh, that was uh, so bumpy. So it may not be quite as bad as we've seen it before, and uh, that independent rear suspension may get its first real shot this weekend to see what it does. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, fascinating to watch. So uh, on to the IndyCar uh, series. I, I, I was excited to see this morning, Steve, 
that uh, Scott McLaughlin, um, who was part of that incredibly competitive uh, Penske team, was the first guy to get under a one-minute lap time at St. Petersburg ever. Sounds like uh, McLaughlin maybe is getting things hooked up there. Yeah, I guess uh, some of those uh, Australian touring car races that he did where you were really tight with really stiff suspension uh, worked that worked out pretty well for him. Uh, he's fast. Of course, uh, Romain Grosjean yesterday was the fastest in practice, I think. Uh, Talked to Pato Award. He's pretty excited about what's going to happen this weekend. Uh, I tell you, Henry, um, looking at the, the sold-out crowd at Daytona, the number of people that were at uh, the IndyCar race on a Friday, uh, I'm thinking motorsports is kind of coming back right now. I'm thinking uh, uh, the little bit of a, a, a sort of a, a lull we saw in some of the, uh, the popularity of the sport. Uh, I think it's coming back, uh, especially also with the uh, sold-out uh, Indy uh, Formula One race at Coda last year. Yeah, it's fantastic to see. Of course, the Formula One guy guys have done such a good job with the Drive to Survive uh, series, you know, and connecting to an even broader audience than our us uh, us motorheads. So maybe that's helping across the board. I, I also just think, Steve, I, I thought the, the way that uh, the IndyCar series uh, treated their fans last year uh, at the Indy 500, uh, you know, opening up. Um, Elio Castroneves won his fourth. I mean, that was to me that was the that was the beginning of the end of the pandemic. Uh, that, that was that was a big crowd, uh, a really a tremendous uh, celebration, and uh, an IndyCar really trusting the uh, fans by taking off uh, mask regulations so you could see their faces again. I you know I think they're treating their fans well. I think that's true, Henry. I think uh, IndyCar is in really good shape right now, and they've got some young drivers who are uh, coming into their own as terms of personality. Uh, you know, we've always had guys like James Hinchcliffe and some of the others who have been really well-spoken, but from talking to some of the younger drivers yesterday, like Pato Award uh, and Alex Ballou, some of those guys are not household names yet, but give them another year or two, and they may very well be because they deserve uh, the same amount of attention we've given some of our IndyCar drivers in the past. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about that, uh, uh, Steve, about this uh, generational uh, shift going on. Uh, hang in there. Let me uh, let's hear hear uh, from our advertisers here for a couple minutes, and on the other side, we'll keep talking IndyCar with Stephen Cole Smith. Of Auto Week and Grassroots Motorsports. You are on Car Radio 910 AM. Who else but 910 AM can give you this much excitement? I'm Henry Payne, Auto Columnist for the Detroit News. You are on Car Radio. Full swing here on Saturday. Well, I just have a stream coming through here talking about cool cars, classic cars, hot rods, muscle cars. We've got a great lineup for you today. Best car radio show in all. Catch it all right here on 910 AM Superstation. 
Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. We're talking with Stephen Cole Smith of Auto Week and Grassroots Motorsports about the new IndyCar season. And, uh, Steve, um, you know, a lot of storylines uh, in this sport, a lot of, a lot of generational um, uh, storylines going on. What, what, are you, uh, what are you excited about this year? Well, uh, the biggest news at the IndyCar race yesterday wasn't even about IndyCars. It was about Michael Andretti's uh, Formula One team that he's planning 
Uh, he finally released some details on it. He's talking about spending the $200 million entry fee that he says he's got that if he, if he needs it, not him, but his investors who he hasn't named yet. He's talking about putting Colton Hart in the car. He's talking about building the car in Indianapolis, and he's talking about using Renault engines or Alpine engines, which is what they're being run as in Formula One now. But uh, that was actually overshadowed all of the IndyCar news yesterday. But I imagine today everything's back to normal, talking about uh, whether or not Scott Dixon has another title in him or whether some of the young guns are going to come after him this year. Uh, what uh, what year is Andretti talking about uh, joining Formula One? Well, he said he's actually tried to buy the uh, Haas team, which would put him on the grid uh, 2023. But if he has to start from scratch, he's talking about 2024, which still seems awfully optimistic to me uh, to design a new car from scratch unless he can buy something. But I think he'd prefer to buy another team, existing team, but there's really not one out there that's for sale. He tried to buy Sauber. That didn't work out, but there's nothing out there really that uh, uh, he can buy, and uh, apparently he's tried to buy the Haas team repeatedly, and Gene Haas doesn't have much interest in it. i got, I got to believe, though, Steve, uh, you know, with the U.S. ownership of Formula One now, um, that uh, Formula One is going to move mountains to get Andretti back into Formula One again. I mean, that would be a, uh, a huge marketing coup uh, for that sport, uh, uh, given given the fact that Mario Andretti uh, won a Formula One title himself, and just given the uh, given uh, how much um, how much that series is invested in the United States uh, with Coda and the Miami race this year. Well, according to the charter, they can have as many as uh, 12 teams. They've got 10 now, so I don't think anybody would be surprised to see another team show up making uh, 12 teams and 24 cars, which would be a really nice spirit. Uh, most of the teams that uh, have been talked to so far would welcome an Andretti, but there's still a couple that feel like it would be one more cut of the prize money pie, and they're not that excited about bringing any other team in, much less uh, Andretti. So I guess we'll see pretty soon uh, whether or not he can spend that kind of money or not. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's great news for the great news for the sport. Um, uh, last year, a big uh, storyline in IndyCar was Jimmy Johnson. Uh, it was a tough year for him. He struggled, uh, seemed to be getting up to speed uh, by the end of the year. How's he looking this year? He didn't have a great practice yesterday. I think he uh, got uh, he spun into a corner and couldn't get the car in reverse, I believe. Uh, but uh, I haven't seen anything today. I'm not sure how the second practice went or now qualifying is going. I'm kind of concentrating on Trans Am until tomorrow, but he definitely is, was figuring thing out out as the year went on. So I'm hoping this year he can at least have a couple of top ten finishes. Yeah, it, uh, he seems like a determined guy. Obviously, you don't get as far in NASCAR as Jimmy Johnson did without being determined. So, yeah, I hope he has some good finishes. And uh, that's what's great about the sport, Steve, is any given day, uh, any of those drivers can, can win the race, uh, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, they're running essentially the same equipment. It's exactly the same car with either a Honda or a Chevrolet engine in it. So if somebody gets lucky on a setup that normally isn't one of the top runners, uh, they can have a good day. And the same thing with NASCAR. It's essentially the same car everybody's running except for the engine. And if you've got a backmarker team that guesses just right on the setup or figures out gas mileage uh, in NASCAR or IndyCar, either one, you can have somebody who doesn't normally show up in the top five, uh, maybe even be there and possibly even win a race. Yeah. Well, and a uh, street, street circuit like St. Petersburg, anything anything can happen in a place like that. Um, the the Trans Am guys, uh, I, I think, have a 60-plus car field. It sounds like they're very healthy. Uh, I, I used to I used to go to Sebring every year. Haven't been to that course in a long time, but it sounds like you got an exciting race ahead of you. Yeah, there's uh, some pretty big names showing up. Boris said, uh, Paul Menard, the NASCAR driver for for years. Uh, there's quite a few guys who are, are running in Trans Am now. Chris Dyson, uh, some of the others who've uh, raced in other series have kind of dropped back to Trans Am, which is like you said, they've got huge fields of V8-powered cars, and uh, they make a lot of noise, and they're good-looking, and uh, they just need a good TV package. I think that's the only thing holding Trans Am back. But uh, they're slowly building. They've got good fields now. Uh, they've got a good rule set, so I'll be interested to see what they can do this next year. Yeah. I have, I have fun over there. It's a great racing town in Sebring. Not a whole lot to, uh, else to do in Sebring, Florida, really, but uh, have, a, have a good time over there, Steve. We'll do it, Henry. Thank you. That's Stephen Cole Smith, uh, the premier race writer in the United States. Uh, check out all his work at Auto Week and Grassroots Motorsports. So let's uh, shift gears again from uh, from uh, race cars, Indy cars, Trans Am cars. Uh, let's talk uh, more autonomy as we did uh, uh, leading off the show today. Uh, this is a big uh, topic in the industry these days. You have uh, manufacturers like General Motors right here in Detroit uh, essentially redefining themselves as a technology company because they see uh, so much uh, upside in an autonomous vehicle uh, future. And uh, so we're joined now by uh, Jamie Sullivan, who's the vice president for business development for a company named Dirk. And uh, Jamie, welcome to the program. Let me, I'll, I'll let you explain to folks what Dirk does. Sure. Thanks, Henry. So, uh, Gene Sullivan, um, so we're uh, a, a startup, if you will, well, going on about six years old. Uh, that started in, uh, in the uh, here in, in the Michigan area in the Ann Arbor uh, Spark Incubator and keep an office in Detroit. And then we're also incorporated out of Dubai. So we're, we're a software um, platform that essentially, uh, you know, if you think about the, the sensors on a new vehicle today that, that helps with autonomous driving to prevent collisions. Um, the sensors are great on the vehicle, but they, they don't see around corners. Uh, they don't see, you know, things jumping out from behind other vehicles and things like that. And that's what Dirk does, is we use uh, sensors that, that are in the intersections and on roadways to identify those potential collisions that are going to happen and then uh, warn the vehicle of that potential collision. Um, so to really get to that, you know, full 
uh, age of aut- aut- automation, I guess, if you will, um, you really need vehicles talking to the infrastructure, and then everything that, that happens outside the vehicle, uh, Dirk is, is doing the software to uh, create a safer environment there. And then in the same time we're doing that, we're, we're also performing advanced analytics. Uh, we're, we're actually doing a project uh, in, uh, Michigan, in Detroit on, on the M1 corridor with the Michigan Department of Transportation that's going to focus on, you know, near misses and <clears throat> wrong way driving kinds of things. So, um, but, yeah, that's essentially what, uh, what Dirk does, and, and we're, we're focused on that collision avoidance and safety piece. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating piece of this uh, story um, uh, because because uh, obviously the the uh, the automakers are are very concentrated on the vehicles, uh, how to integrate this technology with the vehicles. The uh, Chrysler Pacifica that I was just in with Waymo, uh, they're putting uh, an incredible amount of hardware on this uh, vehicle: six lidar, nineteen cameras, six radar. Uh, microphones all over the interior, um, and, and that's got to uh, uh, that, that's got to take a lot of power uh, on board in order to operate all that hardware. So I I would think there's some limitations in that regard, uh, Jamie, with the car itself, where it, where a, a vehicle would welcome outside infrastructure like you guys are working on uh, to help that vehicle negotiate uh, its pathways. Yeah, no, it's a great point. If you think about, it, there's a strong push to move to electric vehicle, um, and you know, batteries are going to, you know, when you think about those types of uh, sensors, additional compute technology, uh, you know, what what it takes to to analyze what's happening there, it takes a, a, a great deal of, of uh, uh, computer processing from both, you know, a GPU, so like visual functioning, and a com- a computer a CPU, um, you know, process functioning, that it it eats a lot of battery. And if we're going to move, you know, into an electric vehicle environment and then have autonomy as a part of that, um, there's going to be some challenges with with battery life and those kinds of things. But you're absolutely right. So by using using infrastructure that exists today, and then certainly as you build more out, um, you know, that's going to cut down on on that energy consumption. And, and and really, we think there's a combination of both, right? So you have to have the sensors on the vehicle. But what, what Dirk does is we become a redundant safety system to the onboard system to really l- raise the level of safety because uh, you're still going to continue to see those stories in the news where, you know, autonomous vehicle hit pedestrian, ran into another vehicle, got confused by the moon or a stoplight, those kinds of things. Um, and by having, you know, redundant infrastructure and redundant technologies in place, um, you know, this is what's going to help us uh, really get to that level of autonomy that's going to be safe. Yeah, no, it's uh, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. Uh, Jamie, uh, hang on there. We're going to hear uh, from our advertisers, and uh, we'll continue on the other side of the break. You're on Car Radio, 9, 10 a.m. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted resolution company. 
They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-928-0199. 800-928-0199. 800-928-0199. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy. For months and months and months, I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not. But I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call Welcome back to Car Radio. We're talking with Jamie Sullivan, Vice President for Business Development at Dirk, and uh, talking autonomous cars. Jamie, the um, you guys are looking at this uh, holistically, obviously uh, uh, beyond just the vehicle, but how the infrastructure uh, can complement uh, autonomous vehicles. Uh, a lot, a lot of talk about um, about uh, sectioning off uh, areas of cities. Uh, so that uh, so that there would only be autonomous vehicles operating in that area. Obviously, that would uh, benefit companies like you that can uh, structure a, a uh, infrastructure for those kind of vehicles. Any any sort of any any talk of that in the United States? Um, I, well, I think there's talk, right? Whether there's action or not is another story because it's going to be. Uh, very expensive and probably not very very well received 
uh, with, the, with the public. Um, and I think we're still quite a bit of ways from uh, the market being flooded enough with uh, enough types of vehicles that actually can operate in that environment. Um, I think that, you know, if you've ever been on a, like an autonomous shuttle, like maybe at an airport or something like that, you know, and, uh, you know, the big problem with them is, you know, one, they don't go very fast, and two, if they have to emergency stop, most people are standing on those and they get thrown around. And that's a, that's the, the big challenge and the, the, the problems that Dirk is, is you know, uh, tackling, uh, that we can, you know, enable a safer environment for those things. And, you know, to, again, I think where you can control that and plan communities, uh, there's some golf communities out in Florida that are looking at these kinds of things. And, um, you know, it, there'll be a, a, an application for it and a fit in certain environments, but I think we're, we're a long way from it, you know, being, you know, public transport, if you will. Yeah, so so you guys very much see this as a as an issue of autonomous cars are going to have to live with uh, with with uh, human uh, driven cars. That's just a reality of life, and uh, and and uh, that's that it's it's going to be important to autonomous cars to uh, to deal in that environment. Absolutely, because uh, you're you're going to have you know human you know in the loop, if you will, human drivers. Um, we, we, as Americans, we love our automobiles, right? And you know, you 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 write, uh, you know, for an auto uh, industry, you know, and you get that. And I think you know, those of us who get that feel, you know, it's gonna be a long time before people truly give up. Um, you know, this younger generation—they're used to taking Ubers and things like that, where they don't have to drive or whatever. But I think it's still gonna be a long time before we're truly, you know, not having to deal with humans and computers in the same environment and and. The challenge is how do we how do we get to that model um, uh, of the two operating together? And I think you're still going to have to have you know the human in the loop uh, factor where you know cars can be you know somewhat autonomous, but there's still going to have to be a human uh, able to step in and and take over when needed. So uh, otherwise, we're going to have a lot yeah. of problems. Yeah, my my sense is that uh, you know the industry obviously has to be. Um, very flexible. Uh, you know, there, there was a lot of hype uh, uh, middle of the last decade that, that we would have self-driving services, Uber and uh, and uh, Lyft uh, at the early part of this decade. Clearly, that's not happening. Uh, and I know that's, uh, that's that's put an enormous amount of pressure on those rideshare services business models. I think there was an expectation that they were going to uh, achieve autonomy. Uh, earlier than uh, possible, but uh, but if if you got infrastructure companies out there like yourself, uh, they're complementing uh, these services. Uh, does does that should, should that help bring down the cost for a company like Waymo, a company like Uber that wants to uh, develop uh, driverless ride services because they'll be able to rely more on cameras instead of really expensive lidar. No, it, it, it should. Um, and you know, most of the OEMs we're, we're working with today—they're—they're uh, they're all kind of you know secret types of deployments. One that is public, we are doing this with a, a company called Motional. That's a joint venture with Active and Hyundai. That's doing this in Las Vegas, and they're—they're um, they're now including you know Dirk as a part of the infrastructure to be a redundant safety system to their autonomous rideshare uh, services. And you know their expectation is that that as they move through this, is that this will reduce cost. It will, will make things more 
uh, affordable and allow them to scale on that. And, and most importantly, uh, it will, you know, increase safety. And, and that's a big, big concern, and especially in like a city like Las Vegas where there's a lot of pedestrian traffic. Uh, and certainly with the, the federal government's aim, you know, to attack Vision Zero and, and road fatalities, you know, ironically, you know, vehicle miles traveled is down uh, over the last few years because of the pandemic, but deaths are up. And so, um, you know, if we're not careful implementing autonomous, you know, solutions without taking safety into account, um, that's going to heavily impact, uh, you know, the death rate. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's, a, there's a lot of debate uh, within the industry of, of uh, LIDAR versus cameras. I think uh, Elon Musk uh, is a big advocate that you can do autonomous vehicles with cameras alone. I, my son works for NVIDIA on uh, autonomous vehicles. He's, he, and obviously NVIDIA uh, is very strong in, in visual uh, software. Uh, what, what's your take on that? Can, uh, is LiDAR essential or, or can, uh, do you see, a, do you see the future of autonomy being uh, camera, uh, driven? Well, so we're, we are predominantly focused on, uh, video because that's the most deployed sensor today, uh, right? Um, so machine learning and video, uh, allows us to do just about every application and safety component that's needed. LIDAR and radar are the two other, you know, legs to that stool, if you will. To, to get to the safest, it's going to be a combination of two of those three. Uh, most likely it will be a combination of, of camera and LIDAR working in conjunction with each other. Um, LIDAR is, is a little bit expensive right now to deploy as infrastructure. It's, it's much more affordable on the vehicle because of the volume coming out on vehicles uh, is heavy. But... Um, I think it's going to be a combination of both. Uh, I don't think it's it's one or the other. Um, I think I think it's in, in conjunction. And, and you know, from our standpoint, uh, more data is better um, to to get to a safer uh, level of, of not just autonomy, but um, you know, analyzing and understanding you know safety metrics at intersections because. Um, you know, cities are, are going to be responsible for, you know, fatalities. If, if, a, if a crosswalk or an intersection is designed improperly or, you know, signals don't operate function, you know, normally, and somebody gets, you know, killed, you know, cities are starting to take liability, you know, responsibility for those things. And it's in everybody's interest to, to, to design these things better. And, 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 you know, LIDAR will be another tool that will help with the infrastructure piece. But um, costs need to come down still a little bit on LIDAR from the infrastructure side. That's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, Jamie Sullivan, uh, appreciate you joining us and uh, hope you'll come back as uh, things evolve. Lots to, lots to talk about. Yeah, no, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right, we're going to take a break here at the top of the hour. Here from our sponsors. On the other side, we're going to talk Autorama. Autorama is coming back to Detroit to TCF Center next week. You're on Car Radio, 9:10 a.m. Superstation. Get past the people. Get past. 
Officer, hit me! Okay, so are you embarrassed by your dark, crusty toenails? Did you know it could be nail fungus? Horsley Foot and Ankle can get rid of nail fungus quickly and naturally. Traditional nail treatments have included painful toenail removal, taking peels, or applying topical solutions that may not even work. Why bother with peels that could damage your liver? Let the foot specialist of Horsley Foot and Ankle immediately clear up your thickened, discolored, brittle, and crumbly toenails with the safest and most effective FDA-approved laser treatment. Call Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons today and make your appointment at 248-559-5200. Ladies, summer is just around the corner, and I know you want to wear those sexy, strappy sandals. Fellas, you can stop wearing those thick socks with your sandals, too. Call Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons today and get rid of nail fungus. Call 248-559-5200. That's 248-559-5200. Log on to horsleyfoot.com for more info. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 